sound? Good? Man, the Spirit of God is all over us. It's all over us. Thank you, Lord, for being here. He's already said a lot today. Not that I'm going to stop there. (laughs) But uh, he's good. He's good. Wow. Okay. Let's jump uh, real quick to Genesis 1, 27 and 28. Uh, And I just want to open up with something, and then we'll we'll pray and get into the the meat of it. We'll get the word up there in a second. Um, There we go. Genesis 1, 27 and 28. I can read it here, too. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said... Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. Have dominion. I want to break that apart real quick. So, God blesses creation, which means he filled us with strength to do the following. He said, be fruitful. That's being productive in our life, in every area of our life. Be productive. We have the power of creation in us. So every area of our life, there's a creative flow. We've got access to that because we're made in his image. Multiply. Some of y'all with five kids are thinking, I've already multiplied. (laughs) Don't stop there. Uh, this This speaks of systematically replicating your value system. This is not just reproduction, right? Because some of us are not called to reproduce that way. But we're all called to reproduce something. And that's your value system. So it starts at home if you're a parent with your kids. But also extends to discipleship, growth in the local church, right? Fill the earth. Don't just stay in one place. Don't just stay in one place. Expand your influence. Extend it. Some of us are going to go places. This is a missions mindset. Some of us are going to go places. Others are going to send. And all of us pray. Go, send, pray. We all do those three things. One of those three things. That's what it means to fill the earth. We have that duty to reach the nations. Subdue. Let's go to verse 28 real quick. Subdue. I want to call this this word out. It implies that a struggle is taking place. God created the earth and there was already a struggle taking place. What does that word mean? It means, literally means, to take control by force. So let me give you the backstory of that. Lucifer was an angel of God, and he desired to be worshipped above God. And God said, okay, I'm going to judge you. I'm going to put you on earth. I'm going to judge you one day. But in the meantime, I'm going to punish you by creating man, by creating us, and putting us on earth to subdue earth, subdue the influence that Satan has on this earth. We're here 
to subdue him and promote the kingdom of God. Keep that in mind. We're going to talk about an, really another topic. I'm, I'm just setting this up. But we're going to subdue the earth. And then have dominion. For a long time we couldn't have dominion. Because we did not have the keys or the authority to have dominion. Because the fall, Adam lost those keys to somebody. So thankfully, Jesus got those keys back for us. Matthew sixteen nineteen. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Do you know you have those keys? Whatever you bind, whatever you loose on earth, will be bound and loosed in heaven. So, today I want to focus on prosperity and stewardship. With the context of those five things, being fruitful, multiplying, filling the earth, subduing it, and having dominion. So, all resources come from God. The first, I mean, the first chapter says, and God created everything. If you think you're earning a paycheck and that all belongs to you, you're mistaken. <laughs> you didn't read the first chapter. Go back. He created everything. It's all his. You're just the steward. And he's also given us wisdom to attain resources. There's, there's great wisdom in this house to attain resources. Don't, don't look down on yourself because you don't have what the Joneses have, what somebody else's have. Stop, let's stop comparing for a moment. There's, there's some errors, I believe, in prosperity. This message is, you know, turn on TBN or some TV show. You're going to see prosperity misused here. So let, let me, I'm going to call out a couple errors about prosperity. Prosperity is a mindset, not a goal. We're not going from, you know, five figures to six figures to seven figures. That's not what prosperity is about. It's a mindset. And it's not solely about finances. There's areas of our life that need to prosper. It says in 3 John 2, he's exhorting the body to prosper as their soul prospers. What's your soul made up of? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. There's three er errors re regarding prosperity in your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind. We've, we've talked about this over the past few years, but there's a poverty mindset in the nation among many Christians. That's really reverse humility. It's pride. And then there's uh, elitism. There's, there's the, the notion that God likes somebody who can take care of themselves. The danger in that is if you feel like you can take care of yourself, you don't need him. So that's wrong too. The belief that poverty makes you any more spiritual is just as wrong as the belief that more wealth makes you more spiritual. Neither is true. Money is not evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all kinds of evil. 
poverty is the most dangerous when it extends from your natural circumstance to your way of thinking. So I, I want part of today to undo that, that thinking. As, um, as you were doing communion earlier, this, this thought came to my mind that, you know, some of us might be broke today financially. We might be broke, but you are not poor. Being poor is a state of the heart, of the mind. You are not poor. You're a child of God. There's nobody, nobody here that's impoverished. Nobody. Let's go to uh, Matthew 19, 24. Jesus said it was hard, but not impossible. It is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why is it hard? And just because it's hard doesn't mean that you have to live in poverty. That's your, we'll cover the mind there for a second. Your emotions. It's part of your soul. Jesus said, oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, we're talking about your emotions here. Has anybody ever been jealous of somebody else's prosperity? Or is it just me? Yeah, I see, I see your hand. We'll pray for you. <laughs> no. Um, is it wrong to earn a lot of money? What's a lot of money? The amount of money that, that is too much, what's too much? It's, it's the point where you've replaced your trust for God. For some of you, that, that might be a, a little bit. Um, I read this statistic about tithing. Most people who make under minimum or under the poverty line, 25000 or so a year, more people, eight times more people tithe when they're under that threshold than when they make over 75000 That goes to 1%. Where's your faith at? Is your, is your faith and your trust in your money? Or is it in the Lord who provided those resources and provided you with the wisdom to attain those resources? Let me go on a little more about jealousy because this, is, this has certainly happened um, to some of us. Uh, you guys know Dave Ramsey? He's, uh, he's a popular guy. I haven't he- read or heard a lot about, about his stuff, but I know that his ministry, his work is to bless people in their finances and to help people get free in their finances. Well, Dave Ramsey, uh, a couple years ago, bought a multi-million dollar house or had it built. Um, and I uh, read this blog about... Uh, about his financial system and how he's ministering to, to folks. And there are a lot of haters, specifically about his house. Because he, he made enough wealth to buy a multi-million dollar house, people were, were hating on him. Why is it that we're willing to pray for God to bless people, but when he does, we get jealous? Isn't that funny? You know, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year, David and Kim shared their their story about their financial success, and uh, and Ray's shared his story as well about paying off their mortgage in a in a few years. 
And in my flesh, I said, Lord, how can they do it and I can't do it? And the first thing that came to mind was, you don't have the, the discipline to do that. <laughs> but God said, you don't have the vision to do that. Folks, we, we, we lack a vision there, and I'll, I'll touch on vision later. And on jealousy, let me just stick this verse in there so when, when this does happen to you, when you see somebody that's being blessed by God, you're not quick to be jealous. Romans twelve nine and 15. Let love be without hypocrisy and rejoice with those who rejoice. When your friend, your, your brother in Christ prospers, rejoice with them. Don't think about your struggle. But hey, when, when, when your brother or your sister is struggling and they're, they're weeping, weep with them, right? Okay, and here's the last error of our prosperity, of Christian prosperity. And this, this has to do with the will, the act, the actions in our life. Tithing. It's, it's probably not a, a, a big deal here, but tithing is, is a big deal in in the Church of America. Um, there's this idea that tithing died or went away with the Old Testament, that it's so old school, right? It's not. And I want to take a, a few minutes to put the New Testament and the Old Testament together on tithing. Starting in the book of Malachi. Uh, the book of Malachi was the, the last book of the Old Testament. And in the, in the end of the book, it said, he said, God said through Malachi, remember the law of Moses. Keep the law of Moses. And Jesus even reiterated that later on. No jot or tittle will be done away with. All of it must be met. How you meet it is, is important too. So Malachi is a book of uh, disputes. It's six arguments between God and the people of Israel. And just to break it down very simply, God, God was saying, I really love you guys, but you don't treat me with honor and you don't treat me with respect. Even the God's priests, even God's holy people were rebuked. They weren't leading people towards God through the law. They were, they were creating a stumbling block for them. And then in the, in the end, in Malachi 3, he prophesies of the coming of Jesus. And he says, who will purify and cleanse us, making us righteous to return to God. What are we returning in God in? The people of God asked that, and, and God said, well, you can start by not robbing me. <laughs> who's robbing God they say or how are we robbing you in your tithes and your offerings so let me cut over to the New Testament Jesus talks about the tithe of the Pharisees he says you tithe this is uh, Luke 11.42 says, you tithe in, down to the herbs that you grow. We have a garden at home. We forget to do that, don't we? 
<laughs> he says, you tithe all the way down to the herb, but you forget the more important thing, justice and love. And Jesus says, these things you ought to do without leaving the other things undone. What's that mean? Jesus and others, they were already expecting you to tithe and to give off offerings. So those things have to go, it's a given. They have to go met. Um, now, I do want to caveat, if you're a guest in this house or you know, visiting, if you haven't been planted here by God, this may not be necessarily where you tithe. And that's okay. But if you're here and you're part of the family of New, New Life Fellowship here, you should be tithing and giving into this house. Let's hit um, Proverbs 10.22. I like this verse. It says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. If you have, if you have trouble with giving of your resources, giving of your time, serving others, dwell on this verse because the blessing of the lord is not going to make you not want to serve each other not want to give into the house of god regarding tithing if tithing is an action in in response to the law then you'll never see joy or blessing in doing it tithing is an act of faith it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual response to your natural increase. And everybody here, to an extent, has natural increase. And if you need a job, we'll be happy to pray for you. But what you do with that, that natural increase is a spiritual response to God. It's an act of faith. God's primary concern is, is the state of your heart not the value of your, your bank account. That's secondary. It's important, but your heart is more important. And that's where God is speaking today. And just some statistics, you've probably heard these numbers before, but on average, 3 to 5% of Americans tithe to a local church. So that's, let's just say, 5 out of 100 people tithe. All right. 77% of those that tithe, give more than 10%. So that means four out of five will do above and beyond the tithe. What does that tell you? What's the insight there? That tells me people who understand the principle of tithing and giving see the value in doing much more. There's much more to do than, than just tithe. Let's move to, um, let's talk about true riches. Ecclesiastes 2, 17 through 26. Ecclesiastes was written by uh, Solomon, who <laughs> was the richest man in the world at the time. He had everything he wanted. He said, anything I put my eyes on that I wanted, I got it. It's pretty impressive. But he also said, he concluded that all of it was in vain. How can both of those be true? I got everything I wanted, but it wasn't enough. Verse 17 says, 
Therefore, I hated life because of the work that was being done under the sun. You are going to grow to hate your work. If, there's a, there's, I'm not saying that's true. If it's not done unto the Lord. If your heart's not right, you're going to hate your work. Solomon realized that prosperity and work are a gift from God. That's how you're going to get your fulfillment in life. It's either work, you know, you work in an office or in a warehouse or wherever. You might work at home with two kids, five kids, whatever it is. Your joy should become in serving your family, serving your boss as unto the Lord. It's an expression. Your work is an expression of your love for God. Imagine if your work restored people to God. You know, for those who aren't in, in a form of ministry, but where you're at, where you're planted, is restoring people to God. I already know some of you do that naturally. People get around you, you start mentoring them, you start loving on them. That should be our mindset when we're in the workplace, in the community. There's a dichotomy between what's sacred and what's secular uh, that God wants to break down. And some of you feel like your work is compartmentalized, that work is here and church is here. He wants to break that down. He wants to integrate the two. If you're miserable at work or at home, (laughs) don't change jobs. Don't leave. If you're miserable, change your heart. Change why you're doing these things. Luke 16, 11, and 12. Jesus says here, and this, this is where we'll talk about true riches. We'll get there. Luke 16, 11, and 12. says, if you're not faithful... With unrighteous mammon, which is natural, how are you going to be trusted, or who's going to trust you with true riches, which is spiritual? Your faithfulness in your natural work brings prosperity in your spirit. So if you feel spiritually dry, Could it be because you're not being faithful in your work? If you feel spiritually dry, is it because your heart's not right when you're at work? Let's get that part right first. And then prosperity in your spirit will come. God wants to encourage those who who are going through a rough patch, uh, who who feel weary in their well-doing. God wants to encourage you today. He's calling you right now. Somebody, God's calling somebody right now. <laughs> if you're on the edge of quitting, I, I just want to tell you, don't, don't quit. God knows what you're doing. God knows the, the hard work you're putting in. And he's going to see you through the season. And oftentimes it is a season. We experience peaks and valleys.
I want to share some thoughts here about um, about prosperity and then kind of a, a personal update on prosperity. A, a proper understanding of prosperity has to come before you have a vision for prosperity. You've, you've got to understand the basics first before you can build a vision and something greater and broader from it. So the purpose of prosperity is to bring the resources of heaven and the needs of earth together so they're met. It's to spread the gospel unto the nations. If we're doing all this great work and we neglect the gospel, spreading the gospel, it's fruitless. And it's to express the nature of God in, in church, in the local church. We have a community outside these four walls that we need to reach. And prosperity arms us to do so. If we're in lack here, how can we minister out there? C.S. Lewis, a famous author, once wrote, Aim at heaven and you'll get earth in the process. Aim at earth, and you get neither. Where's our focus? Have we been aiming just for that new job, that new car, that new house, the bank account, that number, that retirement number? Are you just aiming for that number? Are you aiming for heaven? Are you aiming for true riches that is spiritual blessing to people around you? You know, the world with, would want you to focus on that number. There's a retirement company that, that's their, their slogan, you know, what's your number? That's not enough. That's not enough for the believer. The number is not enough. We all need a vision for prosperity. Otherwise, we just go where the wind blows us. And sometimes we make decisions like that. I'm guilty of that. I want something, I buy it. But is that in the vision that God has for me, for my prosperity, for my finances, for my time and effort? It's stewardship, right? You're stewarding those resources and that time. So with the vision comes a strategy, and with the strategy comes the need for resources. Megan and I have have experienced great, great blessing over the last 10 years we have. God's, God's just been amazing. But it hasn't been without hard work or without sacrifices or without failures. We continue to, to make mistakes or we continue to need to readjust ourselves. But I, I was inspired by, by Kim and David's testimony to get that vision, to settle on that vision and to, to get the strategy together. How are we going to get there? And that means discipline. We have to discipline ourselves. Some days we're not as disciplined. That's okay. we, we build in a buffer for, for some mistakes. We're not, I mean, we're not just extreme here. There's some very extreme financial practices that, uh, you know, wouldn't work for us. We like to enjoy things, but it hasn't been without sacrifice. 
God will continually provide for you in your obedience, like he has for us. We give, we tithe, we serve. It's, it's out of a love for God. And it's out of the, God, the love that God has for us. It's a response to that love. Because we know to those who have received much, much is required. Do you realize how much he's given you? To the extent that he went. I mean, we, we, we even talked about um, communion today. This, the extent of what he did for you. Is your response going to be equal? Probably not. But you aim for that. You aim to give your all. The orphan seeks to increase his own. But the son and the daughter seeks to increase the family. Know who you are in that statement. You're a son, you're a daughter. This house should be teeming with people with the desire to increase one another. Not to just increase your own. Our heart, Megan and I, our heart is for the body, this body of Christ to increase. In, in every way, not just in a financial set, but in every way. It's not to build a bigger church. It's to build up people in the church. It's to build you up. That's why we're here. That's why we serve. And that's how we intend to steward our prosperity. I believe some of you will will come to be raised up into leadership positions in business, in, in government, in the academics. You're going to start ministries that serve unmet needs. Because that's, that's the creative power in us, going back to, to being, sorry, to being fruitful, multiplying. So today, I, I just want to release everybody to dream big, to have a vision, but be aligned in, in what that foundation is. I want to break bonds of doubt and fear for in, in anybody who's feeling like they're in bondage to work or to their finances, to debt. The cancellation of debt is coming. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. But there's, there's got to be a response in faith as well and in obedience. But that cancellation is coming. You know, Megan and I have a vision. We, we even name it Vision 2020. That's our vision, to be debt-free. Well, I am free, so I don't, even, I don't mean debt-free. I just want to get rid of the debt. <laughs> you guys aren't in bondage in that way, right? You've got to know that you're free. You're free. You know, I've, I've heard of, you know, you want freedom from finance or independence. You, you're not independent. You, you're dependent on God. So you're never going to be independent, <laughs> So just, you're not going to be dependent on, on debt. Let's say that. But that's coming. 
A greater vision is coming for your, for your prosperity. Our imagination starves when we put our sight on idols. You know, on the car, on the house, and the, whatever the Joneses have. Our imagination starves. Put your sights on God. That will change. That will change what you can achieve. That'll change your 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 vision for the things around you. Have you ever had that thought that goes, "Man, I wonder why we don't do this," or, "Man, I I wonder why why the world operates this way." There's a solution brewing in you that you need to release. And God's already giving you resources to do that. Trust him. Watch him. He'll do some awesome work in you. That's really all I have for today. But I do want to um, pray for anybody here that wants financial release. That, that feels the burden and the weight of, of their financial concern or issues. Um, and I also want to pray for those who lack vision. If you need alignment, it, let's, say, let's say you have a vision, but it's getting blurry, or you need to tap the rudder a little bit and get back into focus, I want to pray for you today. Because I, I believe there are people here who have already attained uh, a certain measure of success that are willing to impart that into you. Why don't we stand and I'll just close in prayer here. Father, we just put our trust in you today. We put our trust in you. And we ask for that vision. Release that vision in us, Lord. That creative juice. Let it flow in us, God. To change the nations. To change our communities. To spread the gospel. Hmm. Father, I break the bonds of debt in this house. The cancellation of debt is coming. It's coming. Hmm. I remove remove doubt and, and fear. It's that mountain in your life. That mountain you see is doubt and fear. And right now, collectively, we say that mountain is cast into the sea. It's gone. Get it out of there. Let freedom come. Let freedom arise today. Let it come up. We're already free in you, Lord. We just want to be free from debt. We want to be free from financial struggle. Hmm. There's more to be had. There's some of you here that are afraid to step out, take a risk. But God has called you to be a a risk taker. You're going to move into areas that others have not. So Father, I just release that spirit, that entrepreneurial spirit upon this house. There's going to be groups of people who are, who are building something together, a business, a, 
uh, organization to serve. So I just release that entrepreneurial spirit today. Remove that fear of taking risks. Hmm. I love your presence. I love your presence, Lord. We just thank you for the work you're doing in our hearts. Um, thank you for the prosperity you've blessed us with. Give us the wisdom, God, to, to steward the resources that you've given us. And to set our sights on heaven. Set our sights on you, God, and not, not on natural wealth. Thank you, Lord. As we wrap up here, James is going to wrap up. Um, oh, Ray. Okay. I just want to ask a question. Oh, are you on? No. Okay. Is he on? I think it's. I think it's on. Here. He's on lead mic. I just, I really felt the Lord, uh, as his name was speaking. How, how many here have felt the Lord put a vision in your heart? Like, oh, hmm. something, God wants to take you to a new level. Yes, yes. And I, I just feel that we want, I feel we need to pray, pray for you. You felt like the Lord's put a dream on your, on your heart and financially, and maybe it's, Moving into your own business, or maybe there's there's some things that have limited you. Uh, we we just need to pray, but we also need to take some step of faith on these yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, if that's you, can you raise your hand? You feel like the Lord wants to move you into a greater increase. In fact, if you'd like to come down, I like we'd like to pray and anoint yeah. you uh, with oil on this thing because I, I believe God wants to to really launch you forward. Amen. And uh, I, I believe sometimes we have the spirit of fear. We have limitations on our mind and on our, around us. By the way, this doesn't mean you're admitting sin or anything, but you, but you feel like th- there's just been uh, something there that's held you back and you want to go to a new level. Uh, maybe it's uh, in fulfilling that vision or dream. Maybe in the area of increase of your finances. If you'd like to be prayed for, we'd love to pray with you. Amen. Yeah. And uh, feel free to come on down. And I know I've been prayed for. Also, I, I also want to just pray for anybody that is going through a serious financial depression and that you just feel like you're kind of locked in some serious bills. And, mm-hmm. and we, we need the wisdom of God. If that's yeah. you, you need mm-hmm. wisdom. And don't. By the way, we're not going to ask you what your bills are or anything. But, but you just, well, we need prayer. We need the wisdom of God. I want you to come. Let's pray with you on these things, yeah. okay? Uh, we're going to break this. I, the one, the number one area of depression in America, I heard this, was financial or economic. More people have economic uh, issues and problems. And there's just things that are beyond your control. Uh, it could be medical, medical bills that have hit you. And you just need the wisdom of the Lord. And we're going to pray for all of us today. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What do the Lord wants? Uh, I really appreciate the wisdom he brought today. In the Lord, God's going to do some amazing breakthrough, and I just just want to pray with us, Amen. Can you also take each other by the hand? Would you do that this morning? Uh, I, I believe, as John said, the Lord wants us to prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. Yes. You see, yes. p- poverty is not.
financial. Poverty is always first spiritual, and then it's mental. See, we can have a mental poverty. We can be spiritually impoverished, mentally impoverished, and we can just, we we put ourselves down. So we're going to break that this morning. Father, we just break. Yes. We just come against mental or spiritual or financial poverty. We come against the poverty mentality, any limitation. Father, right now, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to renew our minds into the wealth of the grace of God. Lord, release us right now, Lord, as we begin to dream big. Lord, we've been so small. We've been so worried about what we don't have rather than what we do have in Christ. Lord, we, we just right now, we learn to change the way we think. Father, we just pray that you'll lift all limitations, all boundaries, Lord. Take the spirit of I can't out of our minds. Lord, some of us need to have a renewed mind just in the area of budgeting and organizing our finances. Lord, some of us have been impetuous in the way we spend and the way we think. We, we feel we're out of control in the way we spend. We don't, we don't think through. We don't wait on the way we, we uh, spend or process or plan or budget. And Lord, we need self-control. Lord, give us self-control this morning, Lord. We no longer need to be led by our own lusts, our own desires, to keeping up with the Joneses. Father, we ask you right now to break that victim's mentality, comparing ourselves with the Joneses. Lord, we bind that. We break that in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to be content with godliness is great gain. Help us to understand contentment, even where we're at, knowing that you, which have begun a good work, will bring all things to completion. You're going to open those doors. Lord, help us to realize that even where we're at, it's a time we can be grateful and thankful knowing that, Lord, you you are working things together for our good, even when we don't have lots of money. Lord, that we can learn to to budget. We know that, that, that prosperity is a process in stages as because... Who has been faithful in little, Lord? You, you increase it, Lord. As, yes. as we've been faithful in little, little, you give us much more to come. And so, Lord, we thank you for, for those that have come down. We just pray, Lord, yes. an anointing. We, we pray, Lord, for, for financial breakthrough yes. upon all of us yes. this morning. Wisdom. Yes. Father, we just pray for yes. a multiplication.
Uh, church, I have